If we're listening to Wonder Mag on air, and I hope you're listening. And this is the guy I think you listen to quite a bit, uh, Scott Mason. Hey, Danny, how you doing? Uh, good to be with good. you today. Of course, he is the host of WRAY's Country Gold. He's a local musician. He plays a lot of places around. And you've probably seen him out and about. Scott, we've been trying to get together for a while on this. We have, Danny, yeah, maybe a year or so. Yeah, we've glad to do it. been busy playing radio. And I don't say, I don't call it working because if you <laughs> enjoy being on the radio, it's play. We're kind of robbers, aren't we? We're stealing money. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few questions, but me and Scott, been, we just kind of go off the cuff a lot here. But um, I want to ask him some questions about his life and how he got interested in everything he does. Uh, Scott, um, where did you grow up and has music always been a big influence in your life? Well, we're here in Fort Branch, Indiana, and this is where I was born and raised. Uh, I had a family of five brothers and sisters and my mom and dad. And I can't ever remember a time where music was not a part of my life, Any, My dad was a, a musician mm -hmm. and singer, frontman in bands. And there was always at our house, musicians stopping by for jams. And dad actually built a music room, what he called a music room. And I would go down and sit and watch a lot of these musicians. And I, I'm telling you, some great musicians would stop in normally on a Saturday night or Sunday afternoon. And I would just watch. I thought, man, that, the, the camaraderie of the fraternity of musicians, I could see that. They were friends. And there may be an alcoholic beverage along the way. <laughs> just get just like some impromptu jam sessions. Yes, yes. You just never knew who was going to stop by. And I remember starting to play a little bit with them. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time a, a, one of the musicians, when I plugged in my amplifier, unplugged me. <laughs> and it made me mad. Like, and, and I wasn't very good. Yeah. you know. And so I just worked on my craft. And then they started asking me, hey, Scott, will you come and play with us? You know, when I was about 13 right. years old. And and I just loved it. You know, the friendship, camaraderie. And then the fact that, you know, we made some pretty good music and lifelong memories. You know? So you talk about your music. I want to ask you, though, if you, did you prefer country music all along or did you used to like rock and roll a little bit more? I, I think I grew, you know, grew up here and love those guys. That, you know, the influence was country early on and mm -hmm. love countries to this day. You know, country's deep in my roots. Uh, but then as I got older, you know, the rock and roll scene, the Eagles come along and Leonard Skinner and things like that. And I thought. That's pretty cool stuff, too, and it kind so of... like Southern Rock. Southern Rock, yeah. It's kind of country. Yes, and, yeah. and those those two kind of paired together where you'd start playing shows and people would request the Eagles and mm -hmm. Leonard Skinner or Almond Brothers or whatever, and, you know, so, I, you know, I think rock and roll kind of developed along the way, and uh, so I can't say which I prefer. You know, mm -hmm. I like both. I, I'm more of a traditional country guy. Mm -hmm. in a sense, and more of a classic rock guy in a sense, you know. I want to let people know that they want to book Scott Mason. We'll give you the information before, before we close up. But uh, you can do a, you do a lot of songs, different songs. You can do a rock show or a country show or a mix, right? We we kind of tailor to where we're playing. Mm -hmm. You know, we play the different events we play. And, you know, as a musician, if you want to be a working musician, a working musician, you know, you need to varieties, uh, you know, spice a lot. Like recently, you played my birthday party, and I wanted mostly older songs. And yes, that's what yeah. you played. Yeah, and you know, I ask somebody when they they call me, you know, what are you looking for? You know, sing along or a dance? You know, I I think we're a dance band, but then we can do. I do a couple of things where I just do a duo uh, format, meet another person, and 
Um, but we tailor, you know, to what your your needs are, you know. And if, if I didn't think I, you know, let's say if they wanted uh, rap music, you know, well, yeah. I'm not your guy, you know. But <laughs> if you want classic rock or you want some dance music or if you want some sing-along music, you know, you know, we, we'll tailor You play that. the songs that probably most people listen in the audience is going to know. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think as a musician, this is just me talking, mm-hmm. I don't think you want to box yourself in. You know, if you just play one style, well, you're going to play. But you're gonna play maybe once yeah. a month or once three, every three. But me, you know, being a working musician, I like to work. If I don't play every weekend, I, you know, come back a little rusty. You, you know, pretty well do, don't you? I play almost every weekend. Yeah, somewhere uh, we try to we as you know we have families. We try to, you know, make time for that to take off a weekend here. They say, you know, we're gonna to go to Florida. Or we're gonna do that. Uh, but I still enjoy music. I've been playing for a long time, and the friendships again, the fraternity. I, it's, it's it's still there. We're going to talk about your father now, and you, I know you're, that's a very subject you really enjoy talking about because you're really close with him. Uh, you said he was a musician. Um, we'll talk about who he was and, <coughs> and how bad influence he was in your life because he was a really big influence, wasn't he, Scott? Dad was. You know, uh, my dad, I lost in 2020. And like I said, I, from the time I was 10 years old, I could never think that there was never music in our house. So there was always some type of music. And, and some of the best memories you know were we had a family band uh, me and my brothers and sisters called the younger generation mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i was 13 and dad was kind of getting out of the music as far as playing out he still played churches yes. and uh, nursing homes but dad was a really good country singer uh, george jones merle haggard you know that that was his wheelhouse and he was a really good front man and when i say front man he you know, it was a guy at the front of the band directing traffic, you know, we're going to do this song and talking to the And so I, a lot of times when I go play a job when we had our family band, the younger generation, which matter of fact has played in Graveville, believe it or not. So your, your, your family band was <coughs> so the first band you played in. That, that, that was the first band I ever played in yeah. and probably the most popular band yeah. I ever played in. We, we did a lot of big shows back then. Yeah. Uh, but I would go to dad for advice, you know, dad, how do I open the show tonight? You know, we're playing in, Grayville, mm-hmm. Illinois, you know, uh, this uh, kid's dance, you mm-hmm. know, well, we, and he, he kind of got me to, to be a front man, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess that's why I'm full of BS, you know, <laughs> but I looked up to him so much. And even in his older years, I appreciated him more because a lot of these singers lose their voice and dad never did mm-hmm. lose his voice. He still had a strong, vibrant voice and he had that good sense of uh, humor, you know, with yeah. the crowd knew and but he was a very patriotic person and a you know a person of faith that he wanted to give back. Me and him would play a lot of veteran events mm-hmm. and things together. And oh my God, you know, looking back, how blessed was I to be able to have him to you know. Crack Has he ever on the radio with you? He has been on the radio. He's been a co-host with me on the radio. Mm-hmm. I've asked asked him to do that a couple of times. He sang on the radio with me uh, and. Uh, Matter of fact, after he passed, uh, I had an old piece of uh, music that I played. I ended the show a couple weeks after he passed. He was talking about, you know, your favorite country singers. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm going to play. Here's, you know, it was trying to end with a gospel song. Right. And he did a song called The Old Country Church. And I happened to videotape it. And it's not the best quality, but you can still hear how strong his voice is and the energy in him. And I closed the show that day. I said, well, of all the country singers, I said, here's my favorite. And I closed the show with Dad singing the Old Country Church. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. 
yeah, it was it was kind of cool, and it was, it was tough to get through. You know, yeah. uh, it was still fresh. He's been gone two years, and you know, it's st- it still even seems fresh. But that particular show had only been a couple of weeks, and when he was sick, there would there be Saturday mornings. I'd say, well, I, I don't think I'm going to do the show, and, and he'd say, no, 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 you've got to do the show. He said, I'm going to be sitting here in my chair listening or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and I knew he was out there listening, and I knew he wanted me to do it, and mm-hmm. I. And dad was a you know tough person. He was strong, and and he, I thought, well, you know, he's stronger than me, so I got to you know at least try. So <laughs> I got through it, you know, and uh, it was you know an honor to him. He, I sure miss him, him and my mom both. Yeah. Now a lot of our list, your listeners know that uh, you did pursue a career in the postal service. So I want to talk a little bit about that because you you worked at a lot of places, haven't you, Scott? I have. Yeah. You know, I I, I was with the the Postal Service, 36 years. I had a wonderful career like music. I met a ton of people uh, that I've made lifelong friendships with. I I carried mail for 19 years, city car- carrier. I was going to say, were you a mail, mail carrier? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. for 19 years I did that. And then I, I got into uh, the management side. I was a postmaster in several towns, Fort Branch, uh, Owensville, New Harmony, uh, Christney, Linville, um, I had a, I was head of transportation in Evansville for a while. My last 10 years, I went into what they call corporate sales with the Postal Service, where I structured contracts versus our competitors, UPS, FedEx, and folks like that. Uh-huh. If a company would ship 100,000 packages a year minimum, they would bring me in to negotiate contracts. And we would discount if you're going to give us volumes. That know. probably involved a lot of traveling, didn't it? It did involve some. You know some traveling uh, you know two three days here or there and you enjoy that i i did um just as long as it wasn't every week you know if it uh, and it normally wasn't it was normally like a, a once a month i'd go to a certain area lexington kentucky i covered what they call kentucky and all of kentucky uh-huh. and southern india southern portion of indiana so it wasn't so far that you know if i needed to be home i could get back home mm-hmm. you know overnight but I'd normally spend a couple of days in the area with these corporate accounts and had a wonderful job, great bosses. Uh, and I miss it, you know, but I worked 36 years and just felt like, you know, going back to my dad, uh, he always, I said, dad, when, when, when does this guy decide to retire? And he said, you know, you'll know when, when the time's right. And it just seemed like the time got right. Uh, and I retired last October and, uh, you know, you know, enjoying every minute. Really enjoying. It. I am. You know, I can do things. You know, in my in my time now, the time that I want to do it, and you know, and travel. We traveled down to see my daughter in Nashville. Got a couple grandkids here close by, and Casey's got one on the way, so I can spend time with him. And you know, it's it's the best of life right now. I'd have to say. So you've we've got you. You know, you're, you're a working musician, and you're working for the post office. So how in the world did you ever get to become the host of WRAY's Country Gold? It's kind of <laughs> odd, you know, uh, the, the thing that happened, uh, someone had left the, the position there at Country Gold. And I don't I'm know, assuming you were going in, of course you were going in. I was, a, I was a guest maybe on there once every three or four months. They'd yeah. call me and say, hey, why don't you come on? And a lot of times I would bring. Because they were bringing in musicians, live yeah, musicians. I, I, I kind of, as a matter of fact, not to toot my horn, but I kind of started that. Well, did I, you? I come on and then. I, you know, I come up with the idea. I said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to bring a few musicians on." Mm-hmm. And I brought a guy by the name Barbara Allender, who you probably know. Yeah, sure. And me and Barbara and a couple other people, Doug Hoff, uh, went in and did a show and got. They, they said, "Man, they got a lot of calls. They like that." And so that kind of precipitated live 
music, which we're going to try to get back to. We now. did that every Thursday at McLeansboro for 10 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people like that. It was something different. You know, it's kind of like a mini Opry show in a way. But <laughs> how I got on the show was Wee Denning, who is, I'm going to say a pro in the business. Yeah. He, he's a, he does it every day for a living. Called me and said, you know, Scott, he said, would you consider doing this show? And I said, you know, I don't know anything about radio. And he said, well, you know, I mentioned your name and I told him that, you know, we got a guy right here locally that knows country music and has a network of friends in the music business. And he said, why don't you come up and let's talk about it. So I went up and I told him, I said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll try it for a week, two. If I don't like it, no hard feelings. Mm -hmm. If you don't like me, no hard feelings. And I've been doing it over 10 years now. Wow, and, I know that long. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been over 10, just a little bit over 10 years. You started out with a co-host. You, you kind of switch, kept switching weeks? or Yeah, yeah. Uh, I shared with Mark Latham most of the time. Uh, Gary Dawson for a while, mm -hmm. for a short time, was a, who's a good friend of mine and a well-known musician and tri-state singer. And, you know, it's a commitment, you know, to do every week, you know. And I, I agreed to do it every other week. Then a while back... Uh, I was kind of told that, well, look, you know, if you're, if you're uh, not able to do it every week, we think we're going to pull the show. And I really didn't want the show no, to die. You don't want to be the one that killed the show. I didn't, you know, because I, uh, I I don't know. We do have a strong listener base, a base that, you know, listens every week. And we, we get new callers from Harrisburg, Illinois, or Whitesville, Kentucky, or up around Terre Haute. So That's a long distance. Yeah. And, and that would tell me that, you know, there's people out there listening, you know, and uh, the ratings are good. And the, the people that Langford's at own WRY have always been gracious to me and say, hey, you know, you've done a great job on the show. I I think maybe they're being sympathetic. I don't know. But, <laughs> but we, you know, it's, I call it dumb fun. We go in there. Well, I was, I, I was able to, was, you know, love sitting in with you. And I met a lot of great great people you know everybody seemed to really be having fun you know and we got great remarks you know from you people that's you know people call in and say hey the guy you got in there still we enjoyed hearing his stories and things and that's it's conversation mixed with the, the most important thing to me is the request and you can't play them all and you can't play the same songs every week right. you get that every now and then so but uh but there's some mixed in conversation fun and you know we do some a little bit of background on some background and we try to come up with a theme most weeks of a show you know the guys that wear hats in country music or whatever yeah, stay on theme yeah and, and <laughs> you know and we'll prepare take some it's not as important to stay on topic as long as just to have one right yes and, and a lot of times your requests are so strong you know, i mean there's there's weeks our requests are so strong you well, know that phone just rings off the hook now. yeah and, and we don't we can't do as many of our theme songs that we want to and that's fine because to me again it's all about the listener calling in what they want to hear. They now, dictate what's played, really. Well, I, and again, going back to music, if I, if I go play somewhere, a wedding reception, let's say, for example, who's the most important people in the room? The bride and yes. groom. What do they want? You know, and that's kind of... It's like if somebody comes up and says, could you play this song? And you say, no, but I'll play this one. Yeah. You don't do that. No, you. I mean, if, if I'm capable of playing the yeah. song they request, you know, on the, and on the radio, I'm going to do it because it's not about me, it's about the listener. But again... I can't play the same songs every oh, week. Oh, no. We yeah. have some some people that want to hear that. Not very many, but uh, and sometimes we'll say, well, okay, here's a Gene Watson song. We'll sure. substitute the song for you. Yeah. And, and probably, they're, they're, they're aware of that. I think so, for the most part. You know, you know, again, they I think they a lot of them feel like they're attached to us, and we are them. If we don't hear from some callers, we kind of think, yeah. 
They're not sick. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break before the few people out there. I can't imagine it's hardly anybody out there that oh, would, I, wouldn't know this. The country gold. How can they hear it? Well, we're on Saturday mornings, every Saturday from 9 to noon Central Time. And we're on 98.1. It's called Country Gold and uh, Classic Country. It's some, something that you don't hear through the week on radio normally. And it's really almost the last independent station in the dry state, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, sure is. Okay, we'll be right back with more of Scott Mason. An explanation. I've always said that whoever coined the phrase, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, knew exactly what he was talking about. By the way, it was the Scottish poet Robert Burns, in case you were thinking of looking it up. Things had been going along swimmingly here on Wonder Mag on Air. I've even learned to pronounce swimmingly better. Then the unthinkable happened. I was typing on my laptop that I used to produce all my shows and everything went black, and nothing I did would return it to the light. I haven't been able to find out what happened to the laptop, though I was able to get another one to replace it. Still, there are audio files on the crashed one that I need to help putting this show together, including one interview that I think is terrific, and I really don't want to have to do it over. Therefore, most of my ads are in cyber limbo. I would like to thank the following sponsors who have supported us up to 2022 and I hope they will go beyond that. Judges Snack Shack, Outcast Airbrush, Rick's Ashland, Jenny's Concessions, Mitchell Insurance, Divinus Country Kitchen, Mandy's Restaurant, Farmhouse Florist, and Target News. I urge you, if you live in or near Grayville, to do business with these fine folks. They are your friends and neighbors, and they are trying to make a living in the small business world, which has never been easy, and it's even more difficult today. We didn't lose too much time due to our technical difficulties. Again, we are scheduled to do podcasts until the end of May, and we could bring a few of the original radio plays your way during the summer, provided I can find readers. Anyone is welcome to read with us. It's fun and totally harmless. If a retired barber could do it for 10 years, I know any of you can. Thanks, Cousin Eddie, and thank each and every one of you. It's always a blast. I'm sitting here talking with Scott Mason. We, we've been talking off the air. Some of the stuff that we talk about might, might be able to hear it in the outtakes. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> we hope they don't. We've got it clean for the most part of it. <laughs> but uh, in addition to your all everything else, you, you know, I guess playing gigs every weekend and being on the radio and carrying mail and, you know, doing sales in, in the post, for postal service, that wasn't enough. So you, you decided to get on the television. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's kind of a crazy story too. How it actually developed. My my daughter Casey had been a local uh, anchor here, at Channel Twenty Five WHT, and I that. she yeah. left there to go to Nashville on RFD TV as a morning anchor. And about a month or so after she left, I got a phone call from a, a guy there at WHT and said, "Hey, we have started." And he actually called me while I was at work. He said, "We got a new show." We're wanting to develop kind of farm related, but yet Americana kind of show, you know, where you go out in the community and talk to people about, you know, their crafts and what they do. And so I asked this person, I said, well, how many pieces of mail are you wanting to mail? Because I thought they were wanting yeah. to promote it. <laughs> right. and, and, you know, my job is to sell mail packages. And I said, well, you know, give me an idea of how many pieces, you know, you discount or bulk mailing, whatever. Right. He said, no, we want you to host it. I said, oh, my gosh. I, you know, but, well, they said, well, we heard you on radio and we, we like what you do. And you've been highly recommended to come, at least come down and talk to us. So I went down and we talked to him. And uh, 
It sounded like fun. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll do the same thing we did at the radio station. You know, we'll try a show or two. If it don't work, you don't like me, I don't like you. We'll just see how it goes. You know, if I'm not good, no problem, no foul. And went down there and we did the show every Saturday for about almost five seasons. It was called Ag Life. Mm-hmm. And I'd go out in the community and talk to a guy that may build knives or a guy, you know, of course, farm related, may talk about, you know, their uh, crops, what you know, type of crop they might have. Kind of like, remember the old Hal Wolford used to have the old back road show? And, and Hal Wolford was on our show. Was he on yeah, our show? Yeah, and me and Hal, Hal become good friends. Hal was a, a fan of the show. I thought a lot of Hal. He yeah. Great. Hal told me, uh, he said, you know, we got to keep these type of shows on the air. He mm-hmm. said, because they're, they're, you know, they're dying off. And 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 he was very gracious, you know, that he, he liked. He said, you're doing a great job, Scott. You know, I like what you're doing and keep it going, you know. And, you know, I... We lost Hal a few years ago, and, and he'd come on my radio show. He just also a, was an author. He wrote oh, yeah, great author. Yeah. Great author. And a guitar player. Mm-hmm. and uh, just, he, he sent me a few uh, cassettes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think he played on. Yeah. And we had, uh, you go in the archives, you'll see where he, me and him sit down at a, a little restaurant, a, a lo- local diner there in Evansville. I don't know what street. Can you on. still see some of these on YouTube, you think? Uh, yeah, you can pull up some of them on can YouTube. You? Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people, we, we, we were on five, almost five seasons. COVID hit and there were a little change in the guard, mm-hmm. you know, ideas down there. So uh, the show didn't, after COVID, reignite. There's talk that it could. I don't know that it'll happen, you know. But, but you know, for everybody who uh, thinks the radio can be a hassle, I mean, television is a really, there's a lot that goes behind, on behind the scenes. and There's a lot of work. And, you know, when I went into you can, have, you can have the best show in the world and just isn't feasible to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, the thing that we, our ratings when we left this, that show were very good. I mean, I, I don't want to knock anybody, but I was told that our ratings were. And there's higher. so much content anymore. So much, so oh, much. There, there, you know, we, we could have, we could gone on for another mm-hmm. 10 years, you know, but, uh, you know, the, with COVID, like we had restrictions there where it was hard to get interviews, go to places. So they, Really, you were doing commercials too. Yeah, I was doing some commercials, and I still get asked to do some here and there. And you know, I I like doing it. There's a lot more goes into it. You, you know, a lot of people think you know a seven like for that show. Normally, we'd have a five to seven minute segment than a commercial, which you, you're aware of with what you do. Mm-hmm. But you know, that would be two hours of work to get seven minutes of yeah. content. You know, and uh, but I enjoyed it. I met some again. You know, my life, I've been far blessed what I deserve. I, you know, who would have thought I'd ever done that? Uh, radio, along with music. And, you know, I've got a chance to host the Grand Ole Opry. And, and oh, that, yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, that, that was kind of... A couple of, times you went down there. And... Yeah, two times I, I was able to host a half-hour segment, stand at the WSM podium, and introduce Connie Smith, Vince Gill, you know, Little Big Town. And, 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 and the, the story with that is you go on stage and there's a script there. And I'm not real good at script. You know, I'm yeah, more off the cuff. There's no that. script involved of what you're doing at yeah. the radio station, is there? No, there's no script at all. You know, we just fly by the seat of our pants. Mm-hmm. And and the, with the Opry, you go in backstage, you go through a lot of security to get to the backstage area. And there's a line there. This is on stage personality or production people. You, you get the, So I walk into this, you know, the mother church of country music. And I say, where do I go? And they say, well, you're going to be on stage here in about five minutes. You go over on this side <laughs> where you're standing there in the dark, looking up at out three or 4,000 people sitting out there in the crowd, mm-hmm. in a silhouette kind of mm-hmm. view. And here comes Vince Gill behind you singing in your ear with an acoustic guitar, you know, or you, here comes Jim Ed Brown over, you know, to talk to you. And 
backstage is more of the story than being on stage. Oh, yeah. But I will say the one thing that when I did host the show, I wasn't nervous because I've known country music all my life and yeah. I felt very comfortable and they made me feel comfortable with uh -huh. people. But I, I was going to go to a commercial. I was introducing uh, writers in the sky and I asked Mike Terry, who is the opera announcer, just to make sure after this, you know, are we going to commercial or what? Mm -hmm. And so he comes to him, Connie Smith comes over to me and she says, Scott, you know, I've been doing this show for 50, put her arm around me, said, I've been doing this show for 50 years. She said, I get nervous every night. And I thought, how nice of that <laughs> sure. to put her arm. And I, again, I really wasn't nervous. I just kind of wanted to know what direction what's we're going to make sure I didn't yeah. mess something up, you know, because mm -hmm. it's a well-oiled machine in the opera. Oh, yeah. It's always moving. But I thought that says a lot about the Opry family. You know, mm -hmm. she kind of had my back if I needed something. I, I didn't, but it was mm -hmm. how gracious of Connie Smith, you know. So, you you know, you talked about, you, you spent a life in country music as well as some rock and roll. But um, do you think just, just hosting the radio show has maybe broadened your knowledge? Oh, it definitely has. Yeah, because I... Because I, there's a lot of things about the stars, their background, their lives that you can find out. Yeah, I, you know, and I research, you know, a lot of times I'll make notes of the, an artist I'm going to play and I'll do a little research. And I'm a kind of guy, I like I like a little fun fact here or there, you know, because I think that tweaks the listener's ear because they'll go, wow, that's something I didn't know about Johnny Cash. You know, I didn't know that, you know, his, his name was J.R. Cash until yeah. he went into the service. That was kind of yeah. strange, wasn't it? And, yeah, and, and just little facts like that. And, and, and I'll have people, believe it or not, you know, I'll be out in the community doing what they're playing or, you know, just... Uh, golfing with some friends or I'm a pickleball player with some friends and they they'll listen and say wow you know I didn't know that such and such you know what you said this week about Bill Anderson was and they remember it and they remember that yeah. and and again that's why I call it dumb fun because it's conversation along with you know listeners requests so we'll talk about some of your gigs you play on the road uh, if anything really stands out over the years and any special memories or <clears throat> funny memories well there, there's funny memories I mean you know I, I try to have a little fun every night I play and you know Did we talk about on the air? We haven't talked about on the air about the reunion you went to where they asked you to play, you and your sister. Oh, but a class reunion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they they mentioned one of my class reunions I played one a few years before and I kinda of wanted the, to have a night off where I just visit my classmates, so I said I wasn't gonna play this year, you know, and uh -huh. uh, it was nice of them to ask me. But uh, there's some friends of mine playing up there, and they said, "Well, we got Scott Mason in the crowd." I thought, "Oh no, I'm sure people are sick of Scott Mason. Just get, you know, <laughs> want a night off here." And so anyway, I they asked me two or three times. I thought, "Well, I don't want to look like I'm rude here." So I got up to sing a song with them. I said, "Well, can I get someone up to play drums for me?" You know, and these guys are good friends of mine. They said, "Oh yeah, they knew I was going to bring someone that was decent." And I said, "It's my sister. We graduated together, Becky." I said, "Is it okay if she plays drums on the song?" "Oh yeah, absolutely." And of course. Going back to the younger generation, the band, she was our drummer in the younger generation. Mm -hmm. And your fan first band you were in. First band I was ever in. And so we got up and that. That was a nice memory. I probably a memory that stands out to me in music more so than anything. Um, it's not a pleasant memory, I guess, or happy, well, yeah. happy memory. But when we were kids, we, we had a classmate that uh, got cancer. We, she was 13 years old. And she had lost a, a leg and her cancer had come back and the prognosis was not good at all. And her parents asked if we could do a show for her. And so we tried to position it to mm -hmm. where, you know, we wasn't doing it just for her yeah. because that would be kind of obvious and we didn't want her to feel. So dad, my dad come up with the idea that, 
hey, we're going to have a band practice. Our family band was going to practice on Wednesday night. Why don't you bring Anita, that was the girl who was in our class, bring her to, parents bring her to their practice. And we really wasn't practicing. We kind of just did a show for Doing her. A show, yeah, yeah. Maybe 10, 12 songs. And, uh, you know, she passed not long after that. Mm. And that's a memory. To me, that is the strength of music is the fact that, you know, I can't build cars. I can't build houses. I play music. I play pretty good, I think, and decent enough to, uh, but giving back, you know, doing something like that, you know, I felt like I did something worthwhile, you know, and if I sometimes go play a nursing home every now and then, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. You know, you're kind of giving back, you know, and uh, I think that's what it's all about, really. I mean, you know, what little gift I have with music, you know, I'm giving a little something back and, uh, and it, it is a reward to me in doing it too as well. I don't know if you've, if you've ever had a, what might be called like a Blues Brothers moment where you might have been played somewhere you couldn't wait oh, to get out of. Yeah, we had a couple of those years ago. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of places where you got in and, you know, you know, I'm five foot eight, 150 pounds. You know, who am I going to whip going in a place? But you there's been places we played. You've played behind the cage yet, huh? Not yet. Now, I do know one time we were playing in a place and a, a guy, we heard there was a upset guy that had been thrown out, was coming back with a gun. Oh, wow. And I, there was a stack of speakers on the right side of the stage and I, that where I stood. And I was watching that door and I thought, he comes in, I'm making my exit behind these speakers out, you know, and planning my... <laughs> I've been a good time to play Give Me Three Steps. Yeah. <laughs> Versus Taps, yeah. I'd rather yeah. play that than Taps because it... You know, uh, not very many. You know, there's been a couple of situations where. Well, it's you know that's good because you know we're in a, we're, we're living in a pretty good area. I we think. do, yeah, yeah, and the places that I play now. You're pretty you know, selective too, aren't you? I, I am. You know, I, I don't want to play those type of places, and I, I, I love playing like you mentioned earlier the the county events, the outdoor events, things like that. And I think the first place I ever heard you was at the Watermelon Festival in. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, was it Owensville? Owensville, yeah. yeah. I guess that may still, played that several times. That may still happen again. Yeah, I think they still have that. Uh, I haven't played it for a few years, and that was always a good festival. I think the last time I played that, I think that was two thousand five when I heard you. For, okay, for the first well, that's time. probably that sounds about right. Uh, I'll tell you, the first time I ever played that was with the younger generation back in nineteen seventy five, yeah. and uh, with the family band. And the last time I played it, I happened to be the postmaster uh, <laughs> of the town. So, oh, you were? Yeah, I was a postmaster. I was. I just accepted the promotion to go into the, the sales organization, uh, corporate sales, but I still got to go over there and play. So you got some people you play with now. You don't actually have your own band, do you, Scott? Well, we, we have what they call a headliner band, yeah. and we still play. And, and then I have a, a duo called Dueling Guitars. And uh, between the two, you know, like when people... Those are one or the others, what you'll probably Normally one or the other is yeah. what I'll bring. And like we're playing the, the Friday after five in Owensboro is kind of a big event. We got that coming up. We'll be on the main stage over there with the band. Now, like for your party, your birthday party, mm -hmm. uh, we brought dueling guitars. And I think that was enough to satisfy sure you know, the crowd that was there. They seemed pleased. And matter of fact, some of the folks at the Grayville Moose said they'd like to have us come back. You know, and, You're always welcome. I'm, you know. Yeah. It, I you can't know, always pay for it. But. Well, I love, we love playing there. <laughs> and, you know, I it's, it's so odd going in there to play because I played there as a kid. And I don't play there that often. You know, I've only uh -huh. played there maybe once every couple of years or every three years. And 
But I remember playing there as a kid, you know, our family band going here. This may be a little bit of a funny story, but we were going into play and I broke my leg. And we were, when we played as a family band, we were dressed. I mean, we wore the velvet crush suits like the Osmonds, you know, we mm-hmm. come, but here I come walking in on crutches. And I remember distinctly playing the, the Grayville Moose walking in the door with my crutches, my guitar's all set up and I'm headed to my stool because I have to sit, I can't sing. And I'm trying to make my way. And of course, it's a, it's a, a kid's dance at mm-hmm. night, all kids. We're I'm 13, 14 years old. And I walked in the door. And as soon as I walked in the door, this young girl said, Yuck, I heard he was cute. (laughs) Welcome to Grayville, everybody. (laughs) What what a greeting. Yeah, so uh, music can keep you humble, you know. (laughs) But anyway, I just kind of, well, you know, no, not too cute, you know. So, but but anyway, by the time the night was over, the kids were having fun and those. Girls and friends were right up by the stage playing, have fun. And I, I, I kind of forgot that. You don't, if, if you're in music, you should have a thick skin because you can be humble pretty quick, you know. And, and I never took anything personal. So I guess now you're playing, sometimes you pr- kind of play pretty late on Friday nights. I guess you kind of yeah, fly into the radio station, kind of it, groggy. It sometimes. is. I mean, <laughs> some Saturday mornings I come in, my head's swimming a little bit because, you know, but, you know, people don't think by the time you finish a job, then you pack up, and pack it up then you home. travel, yeah. and you just don't walk in your home and, and go to bed and go to sleep. No, I can't. You know, it takes, a, you're well yeah, aware sure. of that. It takes a little wind down, and then you get sleep, and then I'm all those people that, you know, that I worry about not hearing the alarm clock or whatever, and so then I normally wake up an hour or so before I really need to, and, uh, but, you know, we get through it, but there are boardings, you know, there's a lot of, you, you seem, you know, in your, <clears throat> the business you do, there's a lot of button pressing that oh, goes yeah, on. Sure. And you can very easily, and I have Hit the wrong room. button, and, and, and I just tell them it's live radio, and, you know, forgive me, we'll circle back to your request. Let's talk about your daughters. You have two daughters? Is that- I have two daughters, yes. Yeah. That's, that's your only children? Uh-huh. Uh, and what do they do? And I know one of them's in show business. Yes. Uh, my oldest daughter, Sean, and her husband, their last name's Grabby. They, we live fairly close to them. We built a home here at Fort Branch close to them, and... They run a financial business, very successful uh, financial brokers just up the street, the Raymond James affiliate. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've blessed us with two grandchildren and uh, have a great life, great son-in-laws. And my youngest daughter, Casey, uh, who I mentioned was at Channel 25 for a couple of years, is in Nashville. And she works for Channel 5 as the entertainment reporter. She has a couple syndicated shows where she is the TV host. One is uh, she's some, on Circle, and she she's uh, sometimes they broadcast the uh, I think the name's National Insider on the Circle Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's hosted, and then she hosts a show. Uh, it's called Country Line on Heartland Network, and and it's on an app as well. And uh, it is owned, uh, funded by Elton John. Mm-hmm. I don't understand all the intricacies of that, but she. <laughs> She very seasoned. She she just uh, a couple nights ago finished working this uh, country music uh, CMT awards is what mm-hmm. it's called, and so she's on the red carpet. Gets so she really enjoys that. Album. She she really enjoys it. Uh, she's I've heard her on the radio with you before. Yeah, she comes on and every now and then she'll come home and sing with me. You know when she can and which isn't very often, uh, but. You know, I tell her, you know, you got to, I paid for your college, so you got to do a gig with me here. <laughs> she, she, Casey's got a very good voice. She's a good singer. Uh, but in singing, 
you know, a lot of these singers do 300 nights a year, you oh, know, yeah. and I don't think she has any desire to do that yeah. role thing. I never was one for that. And she's, she's very connected in Nashville, in, in the industry. All the artists know her when she walks in the room, though, well, there's Casey and she, you know, has interviewed the, the top stars, you know, she, what they call the A-listers down to the, some of the older country stars. And I think she enjoys each just as well because Casey's a lot like me. I don't think she's ever met a stranger. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of her, her gift. She's a, uh, but both of my daughters, uh, very proud. You know, I, I give my wife the credit, you know. I started saying, we got to mention the woman who yes. made this all possible. Yeah, my wife, Jackie. If is, she hadn't put up with you, you couldn't do all that. Oh, yeah. And she, and she does put up with me, you know. And, you know, it's a partnership, you know. And I'm respectful of the times that she says, hey, you know, we want to go to Nashville to visit Casey or we got the grandkids have a ball game and I, and I make as many as I can, mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're going to miss some. I, when I was with the post office, I missed some, but you know, the, the most important thing to me is my family, obviously my faith. And, uh, again, like I said, I've been blessed, you know, way beyond, you know, major. Well, Scott Mason, it's been great talking to you and, uh, we'll keep listening to you and I'll come back. I'll come over and uh, sit well, in with you again. Well, you know, your friendships, uh, not not only what you do, you know, professionally, but your friendship has always been there for the last several years. Almost 20 years now, yeah. I guess we've been on Yes, time. and I appreciate you asking me to do this. I hope we have a few listeners that find it, you know. We're going to make sure everyone that listens to the radio show knows about it, too. Yeah, thank you, Danny. Right. Enjoy, enjoyed our time together. Thank you, Scott. of Omaha, you can listen to the engine moaning out as one lonesome, you can think about the woman or the girl you knew the night before, but your thoughts will soon be wandering the way they always do. When you're riding 16 hours and there's nothing much to do And you don't feel much like riding You just wish the trip was through mm. See, here I am On the road again There I am Up on the stage here I go, playing star again. There I go, turn the page. Well, you walk into a restaurant, strung out from the road. And you feel the eyes upon you as you're shaking off the cold. You pretend it doesn't bother you, but you just want to explode. Most times you can't hear them talk. Other times you can't know the same old cliche as that a woman or a man. And you always see my number, you don't dare make a stand. 